Exact Nature loves partnering with the Sobriety Diaries because we are both 100% committed to helping you reduce your dependency on drugs and alcohol. Founded by a father and son in addiction recovery, Exact Nature's all-natural CBD products help you face the exceptional challenges of recovery, from addictive cravings to mood and focus, and my favorite, better sleep. Available in oils, soft gels, gummies, and topical creams, Exact Nature literally has you covered. As a supporter of the Sobriety Diaries, use the code TSD20 at checkout to receive a 20% discount on your order. This offer is good throughout 2023 and shipping is free. Go to exactnature.com to learn more and to see the full line of products in advanced strengths, economy sizes, and at value prices. Again, use the code TSD20 and head over to exactnature.com to see why these products should be a part of your sober life. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sobriety Diaries. I'm your host, Nate Kelly, a recovering alcoholic seven years from my last drink, a recovery mentor and podcast producer. I am so grateful to be bringing you these powerful stories of recovery told by you, those who live them. Please share this podcast with anyone who may need it today. And with that, let's open the diary on episode 98 of the Sobriety Diaries. Welcome back to the Sobriety Diaries. I am here with a new friend of mine, Ann Anderson, co-founder at Sunnyside, the number one mindful drinking app and a way to help you cut back without the pressure of quitting alcohol. Ann Anderson, welcome my friend, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm really excited to be here. I'm glad it's Friday. Um, <laughs> these weeks, uh, you know, sort of Working at Sunnyside are, are long and rewarding. So every 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 time it's Friday, it's, yeah. it's a nice. I have a reward. group of people that I text every Friday, TGIF, like we made it. We're here. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, another one in the books. So I, yeah. I feel you on that. Yeah. Uh, well, we had a chance to kind of get to know one another before I hit record. And I'm excited to hear about your personal journey and how it led to co-founding this company, this app that has helped so many, and hopefully uh, we can inspire some listeners uh, to explore the Sunnyside app. But I wanted to start first with the difference in mindful drinking 
-hmm. and abstinence from alcohol or sobriety. And how do you convey that to Sunnyside customers or in your personal life? So what's the difference to you? Yeah, I think um, we we had this blog post um, called Mindful Drinking 101, where we sort of really dug deep and tried to define uh, mindful drinking for ourselves as, as we went on this journey. And I really like the opening sentence that says mindful drinking is really about um, thinking while you're drinking and creating some new habits around how you fit alcohol into your life. If it's something that you're going to continue to um, keep as part of your lifestyle. Um, you know, mindful, when people join Sunnyside, they join at various levels of alcohol consumption as a, as a starting point. And this is something that we can um, actually look at based on the diagnostic information that people fill out. And people join Sunnyside on a very wide spectrum. There's some that come in um, above the CDC recommendation, CDC guidelines, some people that come in right, right, right around the middle, and some that, some that come in way under. And what we find is that the common reasons for people wanting to reduce their drinking don't really change as that spectrum, um, as people go up and down that spectrum of uh, how much they drink. So people are joining Sunnyside as a mindful drinking platform in order to build healthier habits around alcohol. And we make it very clear, we are not about, we, we never put pressure on people to quit drinking. We never shame or guilt people during the process if they slip up. Uh, in terms of hitting their goals. And that's one of the things people really love about us and find uh, sort of as a differentiated approach from maybe other things that they have tried. So uh, mindful drinking is really, like at the heart of it, for most people, it's about cutting back on their drinking and finding a new baseline. But to really dig into the definition, you can be a you can become a more mindful drinker even by even if you maintain the same level of drinking. And this would include things like learning how to pace differently, learning how to uh, rotate every drink with water, learning how to appreciate non-alcoholic beverages um, and like filling your refrigerator with non-alcoholic alternatives. You know, I'm- There are so many alternatives. There's so now. many right Even now. mocktails I mean, or the new waters, like there are so many options. Yeah, yeah. I love doing that. Um, myself and it, it's been a fun it's a fun sort of discovery process over time so yeah. and then i would also say uh it's really important to note that uh we did a survey recently and about 15 i just want to get the right number here um about 12 percent said that they do plan to stop drinking in the future so mindful drinking for many is also the start of a longer term uh, alcohol journey that may involve sobriety in the future um and so it mindful drinking is uh it's a moderation-based approach to re sort of like regaining control over alcohol and then possibly quitting. But for most people that join Sunnyside, it isn't about quitting and it's about kind of reestablishing where it fits as a priority in your life and deciding if, if it's still something that you do want to keep in your life. Um, so that, that's the, I could, I could keep talking about that for, for a while. Yeah. I could also tell you what it means to me. <laughs> yeah. I would love to hear what it, what it means to you and how it, sort of reiterate one of the things that you said that I love is that there's this focus on reestablishing that baseline and more of yeah. a positive reinforcement approach to it rather than this guilt and shame focus, which talking to yeah. hundreds, probably thousands of alcoholics and those in recovery is one of the things or one of the problems that 
people have with a 12-step program is that there is this shame and guilt and sort of rehashing the past approach to sobriety. So an amazing alternative, a completely different approach, and it could lead to abstaining from alcohol or, or, um, you know, a life of recovery, but there's not that pressure from day one, which I love. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we get, I think it's worth recognizing that we do get a lot of people in, um, who comment on our, like our Facebook ads who are in recovery, whose reaction to us promoting a moderation based approach to alcohol is, is basically like, this doesn't work. You know, this can't work. It will never work. You know, it's, it's proven that it won't work. Yeah. And, um, I, I don't, I need, so I, my, my own father went to AA and, uh, he had a, a high degree of success with that. And when I first told him that I was going to create a company focused on alcohol moderation, he said the same thing. Yeah. Um, and I believe that for some people that is the truth, but what we're really focusing on, and I think it's important to note is we, we Sunnyside is categorically not designed for people with addiction or alcohol use disorder. Um, So modern science does show that a combination of things like CBT, uh, in-person therapy, medication, and mindfulness can be successful in helping people reduce their alcohol consumption. Um, And for a lot of members, when they start tracking their drinks, they start actually understanding their triggers for drinking. And understanding their triggers for drinking is almost the start of doing their own therapy. And then as they're digging into why they, the reasons for drinking, they start to stop drinking because of those triggers. And if we can just help people cut back on their drinking by 30% on average, which is what our members see, we, we feel like we're, we're helping people reestablish those healthy habits. Um, so it's, it creates a bit of a conversation, a dial, a healthy sure. dial and one that gets pretty heated sometimes. But <laughs> That's okay to too. To, yeah. Uh, it is okay. And <laughs> yeah. I think our ultimate vision here is to like change the conversation around alcohol health. If somebody feels like they want to cut back on drinking these days, there aren't a lot of options that people generally know about. The way that I describe this to people is if I was walking down the street and asked a, asked almost anyone, like, what would you do if you wanted to cut back on drinking? They'd probably say, well, first of all, I wouldn't because I don't want to go to AA and I don't right. want to call myself an alcoholic, but I guess I'd go to AA. So right. we we want to change the the game around alcohol health and make it, we think of it kind of like what Calm did for mental health. Mm. normalize it, bring it into sort of an app and with a very, at a very low cost to help people sort of regain control and, and build new habits and, and like generally change the, the dialogue around alcohol health. That's great. Yeah. And I think no matter what side of the argument you're on, it's undeniable the benefits health-wise, mental health-wise, undeniable the benefits that come about because of decreasing or being mindful about your drinking. So I think I say in every episode, all of our journeys or paths are different, but no matter how we start them or how we get there, um, you will start to see the benefits if you reduce the quantity of alcohol and then how you take that or run with that motivation is your own journey. So I think sparking that conversation and providing an outlet or providing that sort of on the go app version, um, to spark the conversation is beautiful. Yep. I love that. So we mentioned your dad. Um, I say Mm -hmm. a lot that it's a family disease and, and I'm sure that other 
um, instances or, or circumstances in your life led you to sort of um, explore this as a passion or profession. Um, and, and you mentioned your own uh, journey with mindful drinking. So let's kind of touch on that and talk about how all of that transitioned into founding Mindful Drinking or, or Sunnyside. Totally. I'm still wrapping my head around the fact that I'm building a mindful drinking service to help people cut back. And my family was so impacted by alcohol in such a bad way. It, it feels uh, unreal at times in a very positive way. Like, right. this probably like we get to do this. Yeah. Yeah, we, exactly. That's totally right. Yeah. Um, so my story with my, my family's relationship to alcohol, I think, starts with my parents. Um, shortly after I was born, I had a twin brother. I have a twin brother which was um, honestly, as, as you you'll, as you hear more about this story, was probably one of the reasons that we kind of survived through the traumatic experiences. Yeah. Um, but shortly after I was born, a couple years after, my mom and dad both took to drinking alcohol uh, in a very downward spiral kind of way. And they did it each on their own in, in sort of their own private world. They, they, they were never really doing it together. So I don't really know much about their relationship at that time, but it feels like alcohol drove a wedge between them and then they they drank separately so my dad was a evening drinker got up to 12 12 beers a night the way that he puts it and then it got to the point where you know drinking and driving was normalized leaving the house at in the evening was normalized um and even got into some really bad cyclical habits because he worked in construction where during the day they would do uppers and then during the evening cool. he, the downer would be alcohol yeah he, it was a fast cycle for him um happened over just five or six years and i just talked to him the other day he told me he had he has never had a drink in a bar he's never drank with friends so it was a very wow yeah it was a very private thing for him that adds a whole um, other layer of this secretive it, life and this yeah. internal yeah that that blew my mind i never knew that yeah yeah uh, at the same time my mom was starting to drink and she was a like would literally lock herself in her room and drink um she had a very very fast downward spiral and so the long and short of it is that my dad moved out once he so my dad found sobriety because he saw the family going spiraling downwards uh through aa and with and he went to he went straight to aa meetings and, and went cold turkey so he found the support that he needed so in that respect i have uh a great love and admiration for aa and the support that it gave him right. and then he moved out because he needed to get out of the house so I was, my brother and I were left with my mom and she just got worse and worse and she, she could barely support the family. And there's um, very traumatic experiences that I remember. My memory is not very good at that time, but a lot, the, the critical memories are of my mom passed out or stumbling or falling. And, you know, my brother and I having to run to the fire station next door. And like, thank God it, there was a wow. fire station next door. Yeah. And it, just thinking about it, like it became a habit. We would run over there when we woke up and she was passed out. Um, my dad took us out of that, that living situation, moved us away and we started to see her only every couple of months. And then eventually we hadn't seen her for two years during that period. She struggled with schizophrenia. As far as we were told, she, uh, eventually moved in with, uh, somebody else that could provide alcohol for her who was much older. And apparently mm -hmm. she married and that man basically helped her drink herself to death. And, uh, I, saw her once over the course of two years. And then when I was 11, we got the call that she passed away due to liver failure in, in a hospital. And we had seen her a week before in the hospital, but 
at that age, I, I didn't really even know what was going on. And, uh, it was, it was scary. Uh, it was sad seeing her laying on the bed. Her, she was small. She was, it, she wasn't herself. Um, yeah, I hear that but, liver and kidney failure or disease just ravages the body. She couldn't, she wasn't even conscious the yeah. last time we saw her. Um, yeah, she didn't even look like herself. And I barely remember that, but it was one of those memories that I do remember. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, and at that time that that was happening, my dad had turned his life around. He was providing uh, an incredible world for us to to grow up in as kids. Um, and he's been sober 30 years now. Um, it, for me, really represents sort of the two ends of recovery. Uh, one that I, I don't know if my mom ever had it in her to seek out help. I think she had a very troubled childhood and had inner demons and things like that. Um, but it, my dad was uh, able to do what he needed to and, and step into a role of responsibility, which is I, I definitely commend him for. Um, so, so was it just uh, the two of you boys? There were there was an older half brother and half sister. Okay, they had moved out for the most part and lived with their with their dad at that time. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, it's blurry. The memories are blurry, but yeah, it was mostly just us. Like at one point, just us living in the house with our mom, which at this point, at this time, feels pretty scary, right? To even yeah. think about. Um. So I've heard a lot of people say that. Oh, I, actually, I should mention, um, both my grandparents on both sides were alcoholics. Uh, my dad's dad basically drank himself to death. My dad's mom, we think, fell while drunk and mm. hurt, hurt herself. And on my, on my mom's side, my mom's mom basically did the same thing that she did. She uh, separated from the family and, and drank herself to death. I hope these aren't too deep of topics. Like no, this, is this is literally just my... You know, it highlights that generational and that cyclical oh. family disease of addiction. I think it portrays it perfectly. I've heard from a lot of folks that have had family histories that the way they just, they kind of describe it like this. For me, my relationship with alcohol has been confusing because it was always this really scary thing. And I had my first drink when I was a senior in high school, which feels late compared to a lot of other people. Yeah, talked. that was my next question, sort of how you <laughs> took that experience as an adolescent. And for me, you know, a freshman, sophomore year, I was like counting down the days until I could find someone to buy me booze. So it sounds like maybe at least delayed it a couple years. Yeah, I was a pretty uh, quiet kind of studious high schooler. And my, yeah. my twin brother and I, I think they created this little capsule. We were like competitive and we kind of had each other. And yeah, yeah we just kind of stayed away from substances and, and trouble as high schoolers. In college, I started um, testing out drinking. And that's when I was introduced to binge drinking, which is very, very common on college campuses. And I, at, when I started drinking, I never even really thought of it as, I, I think I, I then very quickly separated from my family history mm -hmm. and just assumed I would never have any issues with alcohol. In 2018, I, I realized I was going out with my coworkers like two or three times a week getting drinks and it just became so habitual. I, I, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, I'm 30 pounds heavier than I want to be. I don't look like I, I want to look I, I got recorded for like a podcast or something and i told that i thought like a video and i i saw the video and i was like you guys can't use this footage <laughs> so it it just yeah i think i was having too much fun and, and being irresponsible so i took three months off of drinking and just like 
it's it's really the way that my brain works. Like that's how I did it. And I reestablished my habits around health and wellness. Um, and I then a couple of years later, I my co-founder brought the idea of Sunnyside to me totally randomly. He didn't know my family history at all. And that's Nick how it happened. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. Yeah. Nick Allen, my co-founder, has two parents in recovering parents as well. So we really clicked on our stories and also sort of our backgrounds and our work and decided that um, there was nothing that focused on alcohol moderation or habit tracking in the way that we wanted to see. What we saw in the market, even the ones that were more, that said they weren't really sobriety focused were really sobriety trackers at the end of the day and sort of streak, uh, streak seeking, you know, one dry day, two dry day, three dry day. Okay, now go, now reset. Yeah, and we we didn't want that to be the feeling. Um, my co-founder Nick built the product for himself and his wife when they were on vacation and wanted to try, you know, as as like habit people themselves wanted yes. to. Say, well, let's let's track our drinks and couldn't find any apps that that solve that purpose. So it makes so much uh, sense. We look at alcohol or drinking as a habit and it turns into this habitual behavior what how much sense does it make that now we can track that habit or turn it into a habit that we are reducing the quantity and sort of focusing on the flip side of it i i think a hundred percent i yeah. i was um when nick approached me with the idea in 2020 I was like, I've been tracking my drinks in a spreadsheet for a couple of years, <laughs> right. yeah, along with like a couple other habits because I like to correlate them. Yeah. So um, tracking is when, when people first join Sunnyside, we tell them like, look, don't don't stress too much about where you're going to go. Just track your drinks for two weeks. Do us that favor. And it's profound for people. Um, so is that the initial sort of when you download the app and set up your profile? Is that sort of the baseline that you establish is two weeks of tracking? Um, so the, we actually ask you specifically what your average drinks are Monday through Sunday. And that establishes the initial baseline because we, we need to get some reading on, wh on where your starting point is. Right. And then we supplement that with the first two weeks of tracking. And then every week going forward, we're, we're basically building averages and trying to pull you down from that average. So even if you come in a little hot or you maybe you uh, tell a little bit of a white lie and you come in yeah. a little low, eventually, as long as you're tracking accurately, the system normalizes and, and finds you. We like we understand your baseline and then what we're effectively trying to do over time is pull you down to the CDC guidelines. But that's not that should never stress anybody out. Um, yeah. What we're really trying to do is help people find their own personal healthier relationship with alcohol. Um, but there's actually science behind tracking. So it it creates a um, conscious interference, I think is the, the proper word. And it's, it's a pretty simple concept. It pausing to actually track in the moment causes your brain to sort of double check with you and make sure that that's something that you actually want, want to be doing. And then once we get uh, beyond tracking, we start planning on every Sunday. And planning is sort of this concept of pre-commitment. And it's been you scientifically shown that if you pre-commit to something, you'll be much more likely to hit those goals. So rather basic concepts, but put into the idea of alcohol habit formation has, can be pretty powerful. Probably important to stress, not, this isn't, you know, your doctor asking you how many drinks you have in a week and you just pull <laughs> some number out of the air. Yeah. Important to take a, take a 
long, hard look in the mirror, be honest with yourself, yeah. be honest on the app. To your point there, you know, there are scientific and, and statistical reasons for the tracking. Yeah. Um, so I think committing to that honesty is probably important before you decide to jump into to the sunny side journey. Yeah, absolutely. Very well put. And it's it's worth stressing. Um, it's anonymous and private. Right. And important these days, the data is never shared with advertisers or, or third parties. We, we keep it in house and it's only used. The only time somebody can look at your data is if you're interacting with one of our human coaches, which makes sense because we yeah. need our human coaches to understand where you are. Uh, but even then we're dealing with, we communicate with you over text message. That's it. It doesn't, it never feels like you have to go talk to a doctor. It, yeah. it, it, the text message and motivation is one of the things that really sets us apart too. And I think people really come to appreciate when they're, let's say at a dinner party and they're, they're trying to have a dry day, but they feel a little bit of um, desire to drink, they can text their coach and get a response right away. That's amazing. I love that. What are, what's, what are the costs involved? Are there different price points, different packages? What should people expect when they head question. over to their app store? Well, uh, for starters, everyone gets a free 15 day trial. So everyone should try it out if, if they're, if they're tempted or this sounds right. And we, we're very lenient with our, um, uh, refunds. Um, it's something that is important to Nick and I, we don't want to, we want to build a company that people feel comfortable asking for what they need. And if, if we're not working, then we, we give the money back. I will say very few people ask for that, Sure. but just know that there's, there's a safety net there. So the annual price is $99 a year. Um, it's that comes out to eight fifty a month. We super encourage people to commit to that because again, sort of like the pre-commitment, our data yeah. shows that you're more likely to cut back if you commit to that year. I know it's a $99 cost up front, but when you break it down to $850 a month, so we like reasonable. It's, it's extremely reasonable yeah, for the yeah. impact that you're having on your right. life. Most people save $50 or more a month when they join Sunnyside. So the cost is shouldn't really be a big concern if you are committed. Yeah. Um, and we do have monthly and quarterly plans. They are they're a little harder to find because we do like to try to encourage people to get to annual, but uh, if anybody listening needs a monthly and quarterly, email our support team and we'll take care of you. It's, it's that simple. Nice. So uh, yeah, and it starts with an upfront diagnostic so we can gather some information and then uh, two weeks free. And in those two weeks, we really try to get you um, into the habit of tracking. Very simple. You know, it takes seconds or minutes a day. There, there are some services that um, ask you to commit 15 minutes through exercises a day. And we do have ways we can get you there. But for the most part, I'd say 80% of our users are finding success through the basics of tracking and planning and, you know, coaching and community as well. Yes. And I will link everything in today's show notes. Uh, I will remind listeners about the quarterly plans as well. And what were some of the benefits or outcomes that you were surprised by personally when you started focusing on mindful drinking and tracking your habits? Me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great question. Um, I felt and looked better. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of people, I think it, looking better is one of the things that I think is a, a personal feeling and we don't talk about it a lot, but like, I think I knew that I wasn't looking like I wanted to and my confidence increased. And yes. I think it, it builds this little, um, virtuous loop within, within me 
where I want to look better. Therefore, I don't want to drink as much. Therefore, I want to work out in the morning. Therefore, I'll look better. And I think some people may, might call it habit stacking, but like those little reward loops are what really keep me focused these days. Um, I'm, I'm at the point now where if I don't get a, a short workout in the morning, I don't quite feel like myself. Um, and I, these days, I try not to drink even one drink during the week. I just don't like the way it makes me feel the next morning. I don't like the fact that it throws me off my, my little habit loop too. Right. Um, so if I do, if I am going to drink, I, I'll do it on a Friday or Saturday with, with some friends or something. I also have a whoop, which is the fitness and like biometric tracker. And it will very quickly teach you how much a single one or one or two drinks impacts your sleep. And now as I'm getting older, I'm chasing like high quality sleep over everything else. I think like at the end of the day, I'm, I think I'm chasing high quality sleep because I've realized how much that impacts me. Ian Anderson, co-founder of Sunnyside, the number one mindful drinking app. Ian, parting words on mindful drinking or moderation for perhaps listeners who may be really struggling right now. Yeah. Um, my parting words are that if you're thinking about reducing your alcohol consumption, which you probably are because uh, in several surveys, almost half of us adults who drink say they want to cut back but they don't if you are thinking that you want to and it's feeling like um perhaps a sobriety service or a support group is too heavy-handed for you right now we do obviously fully support those then try your hand at mindful drinking and maybe don't even think of it as mindful drinking but try your hand at tracking your drinks understanding your triggers um talking to coaches over text message and getting support from a community. I also, another really simple way to start, which doesn't even involve the Sunnyside product is a Facebook group that we created called the mindful drinkers. Mm. And it's just taken off. You don't have to use Sunnyside. We, we created as, as part of like uh, a test and we now have 40,000 people and it's bigger than wow. any moderation based group that we can, that we've been able to find. Um, it's growing fast. And if you just, it's a private group so you do have to apply the conversations in there are so inspirational and we stress that it's not a group where people we want people to sort of preach sobriety it's a group where we want people to talk about their struggles and successes with moderation and you'll see people telling stories about going two days uh, alcohol free so that's a great place to start a lot of people jump into that community and just feel a big sense of relief like okay i'm not alone that i'm I'm just like everybody else that wants to moderate. You should check it out. For sure. I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm on it now. I will link yeah. that in today's show notes too. That's a great yeah, cool. resource. Yeah. And like I said, that's totally free. So that's um, a good place for people to start. Yes. And, and again, just to reiterate, I'm so honored and grateful that we get to do this and we get to be involved in, in helping people be better versions of themselves. So thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for letting me help to bring this resource to my listeners. Ian Anderson, thanks for your time today, my friend. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much. I, I'm so glad to get to meet you and be able to get a chance to talk to your listeners. So I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening today, friend. Hopefully you heard something that resonates with you. And if we help just one person, our job is done. 
Make sure you check today's show notes for all the information discussed in today's episode and how to connect with our guests. Until next Wednesday, try your best not to drink and be good to yourself. Bye, everyone.